retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. You like boiled hot dogs. Why not just throw it on the fi- frying pan or in yeah, a toaster oven yeah, or something even, you know? Fry you know the way boiled hot dogs look for uh, uh, all the grease or whatever it was. You should do weird stuff like to that. to the top. Yeah, uh. My mom fed me boiled hot dogs and top ramen. I tell my mom, you should be thrown in jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is hour number three of the Sports Hangover. Saints have signed a receiver. Also, Malcolm Roach just finished speaking with local reports. I'll have some of that right now as I was just cutting that during the break. As he spoke just a little bit ago, it looks like we may be getting Edwards here as well. So you'll be able to hear on the new Saint receiver Nick Underhill, I believe, was first to report it. Brian Edwards signing with the Saints uh, with him. Has a little experience playing with Derek Carr from back in the day with the Raiders. So it's something that it, even Ross just tweeted. Big physical receiver the Saints wanted to add in the offseason. Michael Thomas, Edwards, uh, a similar player here as well. So kind of gives you an idea on that. So we'll touch a little bit more on that here as well. As LSU Women's Basketball, we talk with Patrick Wright, the voice of the Lady Tigers, as he um, called the team going to the Final Four yesterday. That's a big difference in this game. Second one is good. Williams has three. Get it inbounds. They do. Pull, pull. Baseball pass way ahead. Williams by herself. Williams to the hole. Layup is good. Morris dribbles back toward half court, gets it to Poole. Poole is in trouble. We'll get it back to Morris on the sideline. Morris dribbles through traffic. She's to the bucket. The Morris layup is good! It's good! It's good! And Morris, I think, has put the dagger in the Hurricanes! 15 point lead. We're near a minute and a half, a minute five to go in the game. Inbounds comes to Poa. She's gonna dribble out the clock. Two, one. Horn sounds! Ball game is over! Tigers are going back to the Final Four for the first time in 15 years. Kim Mulkey has done the unthinkable. Unbelievable. Wow. Big mob scene out at half court. The celebration is on. The Tiger fans are happy. They're thrilled and in disbelief. Wow. We knew it was going to happen at some point. At some point we knew it would happen, Patrick. We, we, we knew we saw the handwriting on the wall, but to think in year number two. Pretty incredible. I know. Look, as Raphael, as far as I mentioned, nine different new players from the transfer portal and, and on that roster. Got to make it all happen to work together. That is a unbelievable step 
uh, for them to get up there as well. We spoke to Patrick Wright a little bit earlier in the show at 12.15. He also said he got a chance to talk to Kim Mulkey afterwards. We are back courtside. We got, uh, we're breaking protocol a little bit here. We're not supposed to get the head coach, but Coach Kim Mulkey has the headsets. We're going to get her. I know she's got to go back and do regular media. Coach, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of everybody in the state of Louisiana for what you've done here. It's been a long time coming for a lot of us, and we're, we're so so proud that Look, you you have you fed the monster a lot a lot of food tonight. <laughs> well, it was an ugly game, Patrick. Um, gosh, neither team could score the ball, and I'm I'm not going to tell you it was great defense. I really do think there's something to these new basketballs that the men have been complaining about. They're just bouncy. They're bouncy when you dribble, when you shoot, layups rocking in and out. But listen, I'm not going to talk about a ball. I'm going to talk about LSU. I'm going to talk about the fans that made it here. Look around this arena. My son flew in from this Cardinal spring training. My family's here. I don't know. This may be the first time I've had both my grandchildren and children. And then I look around here at all the parents. I'm just happy for the state of Louisiana. Louisiana and LSU. Well, you know, talking to Bob, he was here, and I was with him through all those great years. It's such a great feeling to have back again, to know that how how it, how good it was, and how quickly. Uh, and again, we're not going to hold you to this every single year, but it but to, to get a taste of this so quickly is just so amazing that these kids that who weren't together a year ago for the most part, what you've turned them into is is just uncanny. Well, Patrick, you remember the theme: piece it together. <laughs> That's uh, you're. Exactly Exactly right. You're not supposed to do this in year two, but we don't know. Competitors don't like to wait. We want things yesterday. That's my mentality. If you can do something today, why wait till tomorrow? Play your heart out. Bring in players. Um, my coaching staff. I mean, who gets to go to work every day with with Bob Starkey? That man took a a team to the Final Four as an interim. The coach in Texas. Did Texas men win? No, they Miami got beat. won. Miami came back and beat yeah. them. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's hard to get to Final Fours. But I am so happy for these players. I'm happy for those that have never been. I don't think any of them have ever been. No. I don't think any of them have ever been to Elite Eight. So I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to watch the band, the cheerleaders cut down nets. I'm going to watch our players cut down nets. I'm going to hug that two of the players from last year's team. I'm going to try to hug the parents. Um, this is what you coach for. Did you get to cut down any of the nets? I haven't yet. All right, let me, I'm going to let you go. I know they're gonna... <laughs> there you go, Patrick Wright on the LSU Sports Radio Network on what that was like last night with the win. So they will play. Um, on Friday, and as Patrick told us in the interview, I just found out minutes ago, 6 p.m., they'll play the early game on Friday night, and they're going to be taking on the winner of Virginia Tech, Ohio State. That game's at 8 o'clock. That's the second game on ESPN tonight. The first game tonight is South Carolina and Maryland. So they will face either Virginia Tech, a one seed, Ohio State, a three seed, 6 p.m. in Dallas on Friday night for the ladies. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, obviously, as it gets closer. The men's Final Four, that bracket, an interesting one. San Diego State, FAU, 5-0-9 on Saturday. And then the late game is Miami, a 5-seed, and UConn, the 4-seed. I think right now a lot of people favoring UConn to win that national championship there, but we will, you know... Keep an eye on it and continue to talk about that as Rafael Esparza joined us a little bit earlier today. We've also been talking about your New Orleans Saints as Malcolm Roach signed that one-year deal uh, last week. 
and uh, he's back, and he just spoke with the media a little bit ago, was able to grab three quick bites for you. Uh, first off, on being back with uh, the team. More than excited. Uh, get to stay home, get to stay close to my family. Um, something, you know, I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid, and, you know, for the dream to keep going, um, you know, I can't, I'm just grateful, taking an air moment. Um, you know, ready to get to work. You know, um, last year, we didn't go out the way we wanted to go. Uh, this year, you know, uh, made some good signings in the off season. Uh, ready to get to work and, you know, just excited to be back part of it. Excited to be back in that room. Uh, we lost a few guys, still got Cam, still got Grand Otano, so, uh, we still got a little old flavor in there, so we go, um, see how this thing goes. Now, one of the reporters brought up the fact that he was one of the elder statesmen now, essentially, uh, in terms of experience and just time in New Orleans. Mr. Rod Walker brought that up. Uh, Malcolm's response to that? Uh, it's crazy, to be honest. Not When you think of, you know, for me, being an undrafted free agent, uh, when I came in, came in doing Corona, you know, not knowing where my next day will be, um, you know, making it this far, you know, becoming, um, you know, a vet leader. You know, last year, I think I took a... Um, Bigger stuff, you know, being more vocal and things like that, uh, bringing young guys around and showing them uh, the way we do things and everything like that. And, you know, just the way Malcolm Brown and Sheldon Rankins took me under their wing. And I look to do the same thing um, and, you know, just make sure everything stays together, come in, get our work, um, you know, just make sure that um, at the end of the day our goal is to win and make sure we go out there and win. And Roach was talking about the fact that he actually – Pretty familiar with one of the new Saints defensive linemen, defensive tackle Colin Saunders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, like I watched a lot. Well, we watched a lot of film on Colin because I guess they played so many games. They went to the Super Bowl like every year. Feel like so got to see them play a lot. And uh, he brings a, um, a good pedigree. You know, winning two Super Bowls and um, you know, I see he's a good run stopper and um, really just can't wait to get to work with those guys and you know, showing the way we do things around here in New Orleans, showing this uh, Louisiana culture. Um, Ready for them just to see how, you know, our fan base embraces the players and things like that and, you know, the way the city loves us and just showing our culture. So there you go. And we're going to have maybe the receiver, if I can get it in time, that you can actually hear from Edwards joining the Saints one-year deal for Roach. No details on that contract just yet, but again, a big physical receiver added to the group. It's something that Coach Dennis Allen wanted. Then you add some of the experience that he has, having played with Carr, it, it adds to that. We've also touched on the Pelicans' massive win on Saturday because not only did you help yourself and start the four-game West Coast trip outright, but by winning and then Dallas losing and then the Lakers losing, I mean, you got helped over the weekend to the point where you're entering tonight's contest, which is at 9 o'clock tip time against Portland, a team that's lost six straight and is they're tanking. I, mean, I don't think you're going to see Damian Lillard. So this is a game you can go get and, and now win five in a row. You, you, you want to be winning some games here, right? It helps you, to say the least. Dallas losing to the Hornets for a second time. Last night, they are now 14 and a half back. You have a game and a half lead on Dallas. Think about that. The Lakers, they lost yesterday. A half game uh, lead on them. Half game lead on the Thunder. You're eighth right now. A half game behind Minnesota. That is the team you play at the end of the regular season. Imagine if that's 
for a shot to play in that sixth spot. Or, as I mentioned, if you're going to be in the play-in, you want to be seven or eight. Seven hosts, obviously, eight. But the loser of that 7-8 matchup plays the winner of the 9-10. So it's a mulligan, essentially. You you don't want to lose, but you can lose. Then you move up. And that's something you want. You'll be the seventh seed if you can win that. So that that's the key when you look at it. Um, if you can win that play-in game. Now, granted, if the standings ended today, that means you're you're facing Memphis in the first round. I got to be honest, with you, I'd, I'd rather face Denver than Memphis right now uh, in that matchup. There, if you get to the sixth seed, it's Sacramento. The Suns are four, Clippers five. Now, remember, they don't have Paul George. You're facing the Clippers again on Saturday here at home. But ten three pointers by the Pelicans. Trey Murphy. Here was three pointer number ten, and how Graf called it. Get it to Murphy, right corner three. He's got an even ten. They're falling all over themselves on the bench. Ten for Trey. 32 points. 21 threes overall by the team. 32 points by Trey. 32 points by Brandon Ingram, as you can imagine. Willie Green, very happy on the way the win was. Absolutely. It was a wire-to-wire, high-level game plan discipline. Uh, our execution was was off the charts. And then, you know, it, it was triggered by our defense, but I love the fact that we had 36 assists. Awesome. Brandon Ingram. It's a great win for us. Um, must win, of course, along with the rest of these games that we have on the road. It's important for us to um, bring the energy that we have at home on the road and continue to have a sense of urgency and a focus every time that we step on the floor. Trey Murphy. I don't even really think it's pressure. I mean, right now we just got to play and just be free out there. I feel like we play with a lot of confidence and we move the ball. We just... You know, we're just imposing our will and start on defensive end. You know, start off to an eight zero run and just built on that. And look, overall, I, it, it's the players that are executing. I think the right adjustments have been made by the coaching staff, starting with Jonas, Brandon Ingram playing point guard essentially, and it's something he says he's enjoying. He's down with it, um, and it's working for this offense. Bro, I, I played that role my whole life, um, coming from high school, being a point guard in high school. Um, college, um, of course, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to, or I didn't pass the ball that much, but, um, I'm able to show my, show my skills, um, on this team because we have really good guys that can do a lot of things on the floor with CJ being able to shoot and drive, Larry being able to finish, JV being able to finish, Najee being able to finish, but I can go down the, um, the list, but, um, they make it easy for me. I just drop off the pass and they do the rest. There you go. So that gives you an idea of um, where this team is kind of going tonight. Big game tonight. If they can pick this one up and get their fifth win in a row, this is exactly the time right now. You need to put together some wins, get going. I'm going to get greedy if you can get this one tonight. Tomorrow is going to be hard. I'm not saying they can't win, but it's a back-to-back at Golden State. That team doesn't lose. They recently hosted the 76ers and B dropped 46 and Philly lost. So it's going to be a tough battle tomorrow. Get this one See what happens tomorrow. Maybe steal that game Thursday at Denver. That'd be great. I think you match up well with them. If you can steal that one, then you come home and take care of the Clippers at home. 
in the first of those four games that are important here at home in that homestand, the final big homestand of the season. But, man, you can do that this week. I almost feel like from Saturday to Saturday, you might you might make it to where the worst you're going to be is 10th. You get three more wins this week. I mean, you're not going to have many, many very many games left, right? So tonight is a absolute. You got to take care of your business. Don't mess around. But Portland, Golden State, Denver, Clippers, Sacramento, Memphis, Knicks, T Wolves. That's it. Eight left. That's all you got. Uh, but by the time you play the Clippers, it's four games. So if you can get three wins with four to go, I kind of think you're at least 10th. I could be wrong. But get tonight, steal one of the next two, take care of that home game against the Clippers, and that way Sacramento, Memphis, New York, and Minnesota, maybe they're for standings, maybe they're for seedings. It's not for getting in to the play-in, that makes sense. Marlon Favorite, I'll ask him all this Lamar Jackson talk. Uh, we'll talk to you on that. Support Tango at ESPN New Orleans. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120 minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre and postnatal, post mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. Even with the convenience of Uber and Lyft, king-sized accidents can happen in a rideshare. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced in handling rideshare accidents and will fight for a king-sized recovery for your injuries. Get the royal treatment you deserve at The King Firm. At The King Firm, we treat every client like royalty. If you've been injured in a rideshare crash, ring The King at 909-KING. LA 20-11132. Protect your engine against sludge and wear with a synthetic oil change. O'Reilly Auto Parts has five parts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $35.95. Plus get two times O-Rewards points. Our professional parts people can recommend the supplies you need, including a filter, funnel, shop towels, drain pans, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus, I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vault? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003, Mr. Marlon Favre. Sir, how are you today, man? Hey, all is well, Gus. I'm, uh, I'm actually getting ready for our open house over at Cafe Hope tonight at 530. So hoping all uh, teenagers and young adults between 18 and 24 come on out. Yeah, man, I wanted to talk to you about that on Friday. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing over there? 
So Cafe Hope, um, and, and I know a lot of the folks in the city are familiar with Cafe Reconcile. We, uh, they hold, I partnered with them a few years ago, and what happens is young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 in the New Orleans area that's looking for a, a springboard for a program. It's an apprenticeship. Uh, what we do is it, it's learning about making baristas and how to operate a, a, a restaurant, but mainly, most importantly, uh, what we want them to learn is customer service and they get certifications and, and job opportunities, sustainable jobs, especially in this economy, on the back end. So uh, that's what the program's about. It's, it's, it's an event tonight. We're going to have uh, local New Orleans artist Lorizzi uh, performing live. He's going to do a tiny desk set um, at Cafe Hope. So 1151 Barataria Boulevard in Morero. <laughs> I like somebody. that. I like that. No, man, that's, um, that's good to have. <laughs> And I think it's one of those things that you just you just need little help, little help, and, and a little spotlight to be shined on some people, man. I know you enjoy doing that. It's almost like coaching from a different perspective, isn't it? It is, and it's also a paid internship. So while they're learning and getting certifications and figuring out what they want to do, because that's a tender age. I mean, for, for for guys like us between the eighteen and twenty one age, we were in college, had a direction. I know I had a career going to NFL. And, you broadcasting and eventually came about, but sometimes it gets stuck. So it is a lot like uh, what we do at Conquer Sports in regards to uh, just having someone help navigate or give you give you uh, some type of leeway or some information, which is most importantly to help you go to the next step of what you want to do. So I'm excited about uh, about what we do over there and uh, right. excited about tonight's event. All right, sounds good. If you want to help out again, Marlon, what's the best way? If you want to go to that open house tonight, what time is it for? It's for uh, doors open at five thirty. It's eleven fifty one Barataria Boulevard at uh, Morero. Uh, they can get there. Uh, it's right to, to, to our coordination is behind West Jeff Hospital, uh, next to Hope Haven. Um, it's right there in our cafe. Um, it's going to be a, a refreshing night. You know, just to learn about the program and be entertained and. Just something cool for a Monday. Uh, and that age group uh, is, is, is an age group that, again, they're getting ready to either graduate from high school at 18 and, and have a half day to use some extra time, or they finish high school and maybe don't not ready to go to high college. And you know, just that in between stage. So that's what it'll be at tonight. Uh, again, 1151 Suite uh, 1000 uh, Marrero, right next, right behind West Jefferson High School. All right. Well, uh, earlier this morning, uh, the bomb dropped when it came to Lamar Jackson as he tweeted. Martin, there's something we talked about when it came to Michael Thomas and today's athletes and player. Uh, you can hold your own press conference. It's called Twitter. It's called Instagram. It's called whatever it is you want to do. You just post your thoughts. And he tweeted that on March 2nd, he informed the Ravens that he wanted a trade. And he did it at the same time Jim Harbaugh was supposed to speak to media members at the owners' meetings, so coach was asked about it right as it came out. I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm, I'm following it very closely, just like everybody else is here, and uh, looking forward to a resolution. I'm excited, thinking about Lamar all the time, thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back to football. I'm confident that's going to happen. How do you take that though, where the coach is like, "Look, I." I'm planning on him being here, but, uh, man, it's almost a month ago that he's demanded uh, a trade here. What do you think happens with that, man, in that whole situation? 
Well, I thought that was a pretty uh, decent deflection, right? He answered the question straight on indirectly. Uh, this is what I think about the whole situation with Lamar Jackson. He clearly makes a big difference on that team. Like, the success of that team leans heavy on Lamar Jackson. This is very similar to when Atlanta had Michael Vick. The offense was surrounded by – I mean, look, look how they, they actually have a traditional fullback mm-hmm. in Baltimore – uh, the running back is typically subpar. I mean, they did have Dobkins at some point, and he's been dealing with a, a interchanging receiving room. So from that perspective, every success that they have is, is through his feet. So when it's time to negotiate, it's time to say, hey, my contract, they, 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 put, they did the, the whole deal where the non-exclusive uh, and exclusive tags, and from that, which he doesn't have to sign, by the way, and, and then all the other teams, you know, it's 32 teams, right? And that's that one team. Oh, we, we, we decline work. Oh, we, we don't want to check them out. We don't want to look at the offer. Sticking above. So for him to tweet this, when the coaches meeting is going on with the owners, I thought was clever uh, by Lamar and his team, which is mom, and, and I'm pretty sure they're more supporters. Yeah. But this is a kid who's fine. He knows his value. I mean, listen. That old day is gone. NCAA didn't throw that out the window. Kids get to get NIL on a, on a college level, even high school level. Uh, shout out to our beautiful state, Louisiana, for allowing high school kids to also take advantage of NIL. And here you have a top 10, a top a top tier quarterback in our league, and you have guys like Daniel Jones signing bigger contracts in his package. That's the disrespectful piece. That Lamar is feeling from the organization. So I'm pretty sure what Coach Harbaugh is saying is genuine, but it's the business side of it. He can't really speak too much on, and I understand that. But give him what he wants. He, he deserves Patrick Mahomes' money, and that's just the bottom line. Yeah, this is what Marcus Spears said earlier this morning. This is huge because Lamar Jackson now has publicly stated that he doesn't want to be a Baltimore Raven anymore. That is huge. Um, and the Colts and the Washington Commanders are two teams that should be involved. And I got to give my NFL live crew, Mina Kimes, Dan Orlowski, some love. They brought up the Colts. I've always thought the Washington Commanders. There was other teams that I knew would be wishful thinking. The San Francisco 49ers with Lamar Jackson, I think, would be a Super Bowl favorite coming out of the NFC. You start talking about the Miami Dolphins, who just extended the fifth year for Tua. Obviously, they invested in Tua, but I thought that was a potential place. But that's wishful. But the Commanders and the Colts got a good situation. We know Ursay. He'll make those irrational decisions, which I don't think this is very irrational to get a quarterback that can take you into the playoffs with the right things around him. And also you think about the Washington Commanders and what they've done and what they've invested in. I know they just paid De'Ron Payne. I know they got Josh Allen on the books. Terry McLaurin is paid as well. But they could figure out a way to finagle a contract. So where do you think is, is the is the best part? What do you think happens? I mean, Adam Schefter was asked earlier today about what happens if he – doesn't get traded. He thinks he's not going to play for it. I mean, it would be foolish if the commanders and, and Colts at least don't call, right? It will call. I mean, and I think San Francisco is very interesting as well. A lot of these NFL teams are Lamar Jackson away from going to the championship because he's that type of player. So I, I you look at I look at two deals right now that that's going on. I'm looking at the New York Jets and I'm looking at Green Bay in that standoff with Aaron Rodgers because, again, players are starting to utilize the social media, their homeboys podcast. Uh, you remember that a few years back with Robert Meekham having breaking news on my podcast, right? 
stuff like that is going to happen. Lamar Jackson timing this perfectly to put his tweet out about basically one out. And I understand him because for here's the deal, and this is the point that they're trying to make, but if this is how you want to represent yourself, I'm totally fine with it. I don't know if they're high, they high or low to look over locations and he makes it. Because at the end of the day, you are they're, they're dealing with you. It's non-traditional, and I think the organization doesn't like that, and that's why we're going through this loop. So I don't think he should bend. I think he's in a position to where he's represented himself and played on a high level. That's usually the, oh, it's a distraction. He can't be an agent and the player. Well, right. Lamar Jackson shows you you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I play it, because if he does go to a team in the NFC, I think it does change things. I mean, if he goes to the 49ers, man, that that team's going to be really tough to beat. Now, I did see today Him and Christian that, McCaffrey? Well, look, Lynch said today, though, that Brock Purdy's earned the right to start over Trey Lance, um, which is interesting to me. But, look, I, I, I love what Purdy did. It's a fantastic movie. Give teams an off season, but I mean to tell me that you're cool with Purdy or Lance with a guy like Lamar out there. I just I, again, if you're not calling and you're telling me it's about the money, then that's fine. I just I I don't know if we're here if it's Burrow and Allen. Herbert. I think the money is just a thing, Dust. I think you you have Lamar Jackson standing on principle, and you have an organization standing on principle, and an organization and a crew that is of one. Now, you look at it from that perspective and say, okay, while he does want he does want this, amount, okay, well we'll give him this. Well, Lamar's like right. all of it's a lot of money, but I know my value. I'm looking around at my peers. I'm looking at a quarterback who hasn't proven half of what I've proven I've proven already, and Daniel Jones getting what he wants and all of these other deals, you know, the way they're going. So it's just a new day in terms of how players go about their representation. And, and, and I'm totally fine with it. Yep. Yep. Let's see what happens. Marlon Favor, as always, man, appreciate it. We will talk again on Friday. Owners meetings going on this week. Some new rule changes. All those different things could be happening and coming. So we'll address that here as well. Plus, Tulane had their spring game. Tulane spring practice is still continuing. Why don't you give us an update on that here on Friday? Sounds good? That sounds like a winner. I love it. There he goes. That Big Fave 504 is the way to give a follow. Inside the Trenches, the podcast. And Marlon, before you go, once again, you're doing stuff with Cafe Hope. What time is that today in their open house? The open house for Cafe Hope is tonight at 530, 1151 Barataria Boulevard, MRL Road. Sweet, sweet. I had to do that one. Sweet 1000. Lil is going to be performing live tonight. We're expecting... Teenagers and young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 to come. Come sign up. Come see what the program's about. And uh, we're going to have ourselves a good time on this Monday fun day. Hello. There, there it is, man. Looking forward to it. There he goes. Marlon Fairbury, thank you so much for the time, bud. No problem, man. Have a good one, Bruce. Talk for to sure. You there he goes. Quick break. We come back. Phone lines open the rest of the way. Love to hear from you. It's Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> 
Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery 2-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt Bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts if any. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. We are the soldiers of the Louisiana Army National Guard. We are your neighbors. We are your sons and daughters. While we serve part-time, we are learning valuable life and job skills. We are earning money for college, for trade, and technical schools, and for certification. We are proud to serve both our country and our home state. We are your Louisiana Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will. And Max. LeBron James. He's fourth all-time in assists. And really, when you think of what he does, do you associate scoring or passing more with LeBron? Because remember, when he came scoring. into the league, it's like, not scoring. me. I mean, I, he's a great scorer, but I always thought like it was like Michael and Magic had a baby. It was LeBron James. He's he's a guy but, but, who has but, that next level. But see, Max, no, I, 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 I can't let you do that, though. Do because what? LeBron is one of the most gifted scorers the game of basketball has ever seen. And what about passers? Because, well, he's and he's one of the elite passers. But what happens is, because he has, at, at big moments at times, deferred and made the right play, people have labeled him as not a scorer. But you're you're making a pet point that he's a great scorer. I get it. But what I'm saying is, if you, what do you think his greatest ability is? Scoring is a he's a better scorer than he is a passer. Yes. yes. GJ and Max mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, big talker, ain't you? Man that likes to talk. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. CJ Dangle. As Ingram ends up left of the stanchion and is helped up by Valentunis and Jones. Brandon Ingram has had himself a couple of games, huh? Well, because of that, he has been recognized. That's right, Pelicans. Brandon Ingram has had pretty interesting stretch here, to say the least. And just this week, as he's been named... The Western Conference Player of the Week. Team's gone 3-0. and He's averaged 31.3 points, 10 assists, 6.3 rebounds in that stretch. So he is the Western Conference Player of the Week. The Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Jalen Brown. Their team's gone 3-0. and 31.7 his average, 8.3 rebounds, 55.9% um, field goal shooting. Again, you remember I've been saying this the last couple of games... Last couple of days on the show, you gotta have a guy that drops 30. You have a guy that can drop you 30, it just opens up everywhere else. Now obviously Saturday, the fact that Trey Murphy was able to drop 32 as well, it matters, but when you look at Brandon Ingram and you look at the last couple of games, and again the Pels take on the Trailblazers tonight, and my guess is, just judging by what you've seen in the last couple of games, <clears throat> the uh, Trailblazers are really banged up, or they're tanking. I don't think you're going to see a handful of their players. In particular, Damian Lillard. Again, Charlotte just beat Dallas twice. 
over the weekend. So I am not saying it's a W, but if the Pels have are playing and play the way that they're playing right now, then I think that is going to be a very good chance to win. you got to go take care of your business. But anyway, back to Brandon Ingram, what he's been able to do. So you look back at the last couple of games here. Clippers 32, Charlotte 30, San Antonio 32. The second game against Houston 26, the first game against Houston and lost 31. That's what I'm talking about, though. Right? Five-game stretch, only one game. He didn't score 30. I, I, I don't think surprisingly the Pels have won most of those games. It just when you have a guy that can do it, just don't don't take my word for it. Look at the box score each and every single game or, or night of the games that 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 ended. And more than likely, there is a guy that's dropping thirty or forty. Look, last night, Luka Doncic scores forty and they lose by six. You look at. The Bulls beating the Lakers last night. Levine had 32 in a 118-108 win against the Lakers. Morant had 27. Jalen Brown, as I mentioned, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, 41 points in a home win against the Spurs, 137-93. Jalen Green lost with the Rockets, but he dropped 30. Uh, Mikael Bridges had 44 in the Nets loss at Oakland. I mean, at Orlando. By the way, Orlando, since the turn of the calendar in the All Star break, they're they're pretty good. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like most of the nights that I'm going over the scoreboard, Orlando's winning. All right, Shea Gilgis Alexander last night took on the Trailblazers, so they're on the back to back. Thunder 118, Trailblazers 112. SGA had 31 points. In the win there. So, kind of gives you an idea on that. The other thing that we were talking about and you listening with this team is you're starting to see maybe some of the things that, that are mattering and, and that's, they feel better, they look better, but they're doing basketball things I think can continue to go, if that makes any sense. And, B.I. was asked, is this team starting to come out of that funk? That lasted even after that 10-game losing streak. And I know you went on a brief winning streak, but you were still having as recent as before that text, uh, that that game against the Rockets, you know, that stinker against the Lakers of not coming out the energy, not playing the right way. And, and, and they made some adjustments, though, on the offensive side. But just overall in the locker room, how's that going? Keeping the focus, I think we've, we've came together and we've, um, spoke a little bit about the things that we needed to do on the floor. Um, we've talked to coaches. We talked to um, everybody um, within the team, and um, we're just trying to find a way, right way to play basketball in the most comfortable and confident way that we play basketball. And we're just following the, the, the um, schemes that the coaches give us um, to the best of, of our ability. And we, as long as we go out there and do it hard, they've they've been giving us some really really good stuff. So we've just been following. Again, uh, as we bring in Lee into the conversation, Lee, I, I love it. Jonas, another double-double. I think it's six of the last seven games he's had a double-double, 17 and 13. The 32 by Ingram, the 32 by Trey, CJ, 21. I just, it, this feels more and more like the team we had seen. I, I'm confident that this team is going to get into the play-in. And especially, as I said a little bit ago, Lee, if they win, if we can get three more wins this week, 
right? In, in the next four mm-hmm. games, ending with Saturday's home game against the Clippers, you can get three more. You know, Whew. I, I think I think you're in. I mean, there's only eight left. Give, give me three more wins, and I think you're at least tenth. Right, because look, I, I, my takeaway is from the game is kind of what we talked about last week with um, you and I and General D out at uh, Francesca. Um, the fact of the matter is, and we listen to John Jasper say it all the time, is a make or miss league. And the reason that we're shooting the better percentages and everything, like you said, because the game is flowing better. And I thought it was a genius idea to let B.I. play point guard. Genius. Because with him playing point guard, you're putting stress on, on the team, other team's defense. Okay? So when he when he's able to recognize the double team and see it coming, he can dish it off to a wide open C.J. McCollum. And I don't care what anybody says. C.J. McCollum is better being the two guard. His shot, he, he found a shot. He, he's, re, he's found a shot because he's not responsible for handling the ball for the whole game. They can share the point guard duties. And if they do that, they're putting pressure. They're giving the defense a different look every time. And I, I think it's ingenious. I think it's very ingenious the way Willie Green has got this going, and I think they need to continue that from now on. We don't have a true, uh, true one on the team. Okay, maybe maybe that's the only thing this team is missing, a Chris Paul type in his prime. You know, maybe that's the only thing we're truly missing at this point. But I like the point guard by committee approach because it's putting stress on everybody who's playing them, and you're getting guys with wide open shots, and eventually. Those loans, loans they keep getting wide open looks. Guess what's going to happen? That percentage is going to go up, and when that percentage goes up, then everybody gets to eat. Everybody gets to eat, and that's when I'm. That was my biggest takeaway from this the winning streak that we're on. We're getting wide open shots, and we're actually making them now, as opposed to before. It's like, oh Lord, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. You know, now it's like, okay, when 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 uh when Trey Murphy shoots a shot now, I expect it to go in. I'm expecting it to go in because the guy is silky smooth. He is silky, silky smooth. And then B.I., he is silky, silky smooth from that elbow. You know, it's just them, those combinations are just great. And I hope Willie Green keep doing that point guard by committee thing. Don't have don't have uh, C.J. doing it the whole right. game. Just get, give, him, give him sections. Give him, you know, segments with it. Give everybody segments. And then let and just, and put stress on the other teams because – I mean, the the big to me the biggest beneficiary from from that from those guys different guys playing point guard is Jonas. Jonas Valanciunas is starting to eat, man. And I'm like, hey, the big man, he's heating up. We need him on fire. We need him on fire for this run that we're gonna have. And then when Zion come back, all Zion will have to do is just assimilate. He don't have to take over. There'll be probably be points where he, we need we need him to be Zion. But right now, he all he has to do is just get, get in with everybody else and eat. Get in with everybody else and eat. That's all he has to do. And even if he want to play a little point Zion here and there, he could do that as well. Because the way Willie Green got it set up right now, everybody could take a turn at mm-hmm. playing point guard. Because you're not even going to have no pulls and two defenses. Now, thinking well, out. Okay, and I think the key is for Brandon Ingram to be aggressive. And you saw a lot of that. In, in that game, right? Not only taking the shots, the elbow jumpers and all that, but you have to defend him in three parts of the court. He's going to shoot the three, he can shoot the mid-range, and now he's attacking. And, and he's not hesitating. There's a lot of those highlights you saw on Saturday. 
He's taking the ball up the court, or he gets it, and he starts coming on an angle, and if he thinks he can get past the defender, he's laying it in, or he's dunking it, and he's, you know, going to the free throw line. There are a couple of games in this win streak that he's had eight, nine, I think, ten to ten from the free throw line. So you have a, you know, a three-dimension score, if if you will, if, you know, I'm trying to think of the right phrase for it, but he, he, can, he can score from beyond the arc. He can drive on you. He can dish it. Mm-hmm. He, to your point, I think you nailed it when you said he's stressing the defense. If I'm the defense, if I'm, if I'm the Trailblazers right now, if I'm Golden State tomorrow, I'm like the way Brandon Ingram's playing right now. Whoever's got him, I don't know what he's doing. He's not really falling in love with anything. He's just kind of taking what the court's giving him in, in the game flow, and that's what um, Willie Willie Green was saying is that right now he's just it's, he's in that zone where. He's just reading what the defense is doing at that moment, and then the other guys, to your point again, are making the shots. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> you, you have to hit them. You know, you have to hit them. And I think maybe those games against the Rockets and the Hornets and, and the Spurs maybe gave this team some confidence that, look, seeing the ball go in, Yellen is feeling good. I don't think it's coincidence. Six or seven games, double double. To your point, Trey Murphy knocking down shots. CJ. Maybe it's easier on that on that thumb ligament, man. Just catch and shoot instead of bringing the ball up the court. It's a lot more stress on the hand and dribbling and doing all of that. So I, I think it translates, which is why I'm saying it. You got tonight at Portland, tomorrow at Golden State, Thursday Denver, and you got the Clippers on Saturday. Four games. If somehow this team can give me three wins, let's say tonight, can I steal two of the next three that that doesn't put as much pressure on that homestand where you got to win three or four to stay in tenth. You know what I'm saying? I just I I, I think if you could win three of the next four, which means you win what um, seven of eight going into that homestand. I just you're hey, one win separates you some spots in the standings. If you could put together that many, go for it. Can you be greedy? Go ahead. Can I be greedy? Right. Can I be greedy? Okay. Can I be greedy and say? Let, let, let's push for six. So we don't have to worry about the playing. If we could just push the, if we could just get to six, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, at this point, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to have to play in. You know, I, I want to be able to relax and get ready for the three seed. Because if you get to the six, you don't have to play three, I believe. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So, I mean, that's just, that's just where I'm at. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, but like, like I said, yeah, it's looking good. It's looking good for us to make it. All right, my man. Take, to make it, so. take care. All right, guys. All right, bud. There he goes. 800-991-003. Final segment next. Letting us be New Orleans. This Blue and Red Report is brought to you by New Orleans Roast. 100% Arabica coffee beans brings the uniqueness of New Orleans to your cup. Small batch roasted in the marinade. Our dark, medium, and dark roast and chicory are true taste of New Orleans. What a way to start a four-game road trip. Ingram front court. Crosses over Westbrook. Drives in. Lefty layup. Hangs on the left side of the rim and drops. And one. Brandon Ingram had 32 points. Get it to Murphy. Right corner three. He's got an even 10. Trey Murphy had 32 points. Thanks to 10 three-pointers, the team shot 21 of them beyond the arc. 131-110 the final. Head coach Willie Green on the win. It was a wire-to-wire 
high level game plan discipline. Uh, our execution was was off the charts. Trey Murphy on the win. Right now we just got to play. I feel like we play with a lot of confidence and we move the ball. We just you know we're just imposing our will and it started on defensive end. You know start off to an eight zero run and just built on that. And for Pelicans fans, Brandon Ingram has this to say to you: Be coming. You got something to be excited for. Um, we're gonna give it all we got and. Um, we plan to get some more wins on this road before we come back home. Pelicans take on the Trailblazers tonight in Portland at 9. For more on the Pels, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Blue and Red Report has been brought to you by New Orleans Roast. Try our flavored coffees like the Breakfast Blend, Creme Brulee, Bananas Foster, Bourbon Pecan Pie, Chocolate Beignet, and of course, Southern Pecan. New Orleans Roast Coffee, a true taste of New Orleans. Start your day the New Orleans way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. A small batch roasted coffee made right in the heart of the Crescent City. From our signature Southern Pecan flavored coffee to our classic rich dark roast and chicory blend, New Orleans Roast is your everyday, anytime celebration. Pick up a bag or two today. Available at your favorite local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee. A true taste of New Orleans. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, 800-998-1003. Just got the Brian Edwards sound uh, in, so I was able to cut a bite. <laughs> it's the beauty of just the three-minute spot here. Uh, but it's the most important part, right? It's from the very beginning. And it's him, why he signed with the Saints' new Saints receiver. In case you're wondering who he is. Give you the lowdown on him in a sec. Oh man, um, you know, obviously, thank you all for having me. Um, I'm excited to be a part of this organization. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you guys got uh, Derek Carr, you guys got Jonathan Abram, a couple of guys that I'm pretty familiar with, and uh, just the opportunity, man. I know, you know, what you guys do and and kind of some things you do on offense. So I felt like I'd be a great fit here, and I felt like you know it'd be a great opportunity for me and my family. And as far as what he will bring to the team, I think one thing that you heard Dennis Allen say a bit ago uh, at the end of the season, too, if you remember in his final presser, he wanted to bring a more physical receiver. He even said it with the same thing with Carr at his introductory presser. Um, and when you look at him, Edwards, 6'3", 215, he was originally a third-round draft pick of the Raiders back in 2020 in three NFL seasons with the Raiders, 20-2021, and then he was with the Falcons last year. Played 35 regular season games, 16 starts, 48 receptions, 779 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, if you look at last year, or this year, or the year before that, his best year was with Carr and the Raiders. He had 34 catches, 571 yards, three TDs with the Raiders in 2021. The Raiders traded him to the Falcons prior to last season, but he had three catches in seven games, and the Falcons waived him midseason. So, uh, again, you look at the size, you look at the familiarity. What's interesting is apparently he said, look, he hadn't really talked to Derek Carr about coming here. Uh, beforehand kind of knew what it was so this is more of a look like saints-led sort of search i'm sure they you know talk to Derek about it but here's uh brian on what he brings um you know i just feel like i, I bring a, a willing competitor you know somebody who's willing to to, to do whatever it takes to, to make the roster and to you know contribute 
So I think that's one of the things that um, that stands out, I guess, more than anything on that. Uh, here's one quick bite in case you missed it from earlier. Here's Malcolm Roach, and I thought it was interesting that he said that this team was looking at a lot of film when it came to Colin when it came to Colin Saunders who is a new member of that defensive tackle position group here as well. He spoke with the media a little bit ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, like, I watched a lot. Well, we watched a lot of film on Colin because I guess they played so many games. They went to the Super Bowl, like, every year, feel like. So, got to see them play a lot. And uh, he bring a, um, a good pedigree, you know, winning two Super Bowls. And, um, and I see he's a good run stopper. And um, really just can't wait to get to work with those guys. And, you know, showing the way we do things around here in New Orleans, showing this uh, Louisiana culture. Um, ready for them just to see how, you know, our fan base embraces the players and things like that. And, you know, the way the city loves us and just showing my culture. All right. So I was able to cut one more there in between. And that's, is this Brian Edwards on the car bite? That's what I was talking about. He hadn't talked to him, uh, per se to decide on the signing, but he definitely knows what he has having played with them. Honestly, I didn't, you know, just kind of, um, Knowing who he is as a person and, and knowing, you know, what you're going to get out of him, I didn't really need to, you know. I kind of, you know, built up a relationship with him and, and you know what you're going to get out of Derek. You're going to get somebody who works hard and who's, uh, you know, willing to put himself out there and willing to lead. So I didn't really need to talk to him much. All right. So we'll have a little bit more from, uh, Brian Edwards, Malcolm Roach here tomorrow on the show. We'll try to get Matty Hudak on here as well as Tulane had their spring game over the weekend. I know there's a lot of Greenway fans kind of excited and wondering what their football team is going to look like. So next time they get back on a football field will be fall ball. Can you believe that? I mean, it's already April next week. Um, it's nuts. It's nuts. Actually, it's Saturday. April 1st is Saturday, April Fool's Day. That is the start of the next homestand, final homestand of the year for the Pels four straight. So an important week for the Pelicans. You got them tonight at Portland. And again, going into the game, Pelicans in the standings can really help themselves tonight. They're in eighth. If they win, uh, I believe they're in seventh. Okay, so a win tonight will put you in seven, and that will put you just... Right there, I want to say half came back to Golden State, and you play them tomorrow on the road. Um, so, just take care of your business tonight. Eleven point favorite, by the way, taking on the Trailblazers and the Mavericks, who have lost a couple in a row here. They're at the Pacers. We'll be keeping an eye on that game. The Jazz and Suns. We'll keep an eye on that one. T Wolves and Kings go Sacramento. You want Minnesota to lose tonight. And the Bulls are taking on the Clippers. You want the Clippers to lose tonight. We'll touch on all of this and more tomorrow. Thanks for tuning us in. Matt Moscona. Now the further review is next on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, 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 oh.